This is AgriPulse Open Mic. I'm your host, Jeff Nally. Our guest this week is David Friedberg, CEO of the Climate Corporation. AgriPulse Open Mic is brought to you by NCIS, the crop insurance industry. NCIS provides the primary safety net for millions of acres of cropland and hundreds of commodities across the U.S., enabling farmers to supply our country with food and fiber year after year. America's farmers and ranchers are relying on crop insurance now more than ever before to provide individualized protection and to secure operating loans. Protecting 256 million acres of farmland and 350 commodities across the U.S., crop insurance is the primary safety net for many farmers, enabling them to supply our country with food and fiber year after year. Crop insurance, providing peace of mind now and for the next generation of agriculture. This is AgriPulse Open Mic. This week our guest is the CEO of the Climate Corporation, David Friedberg. Eight years ago, the Climate Corporation began serving farmers focused primarily on the relationship between weather and agriculture. Today, the company is a pioneer in the field of data science, applying computer science, statistics, and agronomic science to help farmers better predict possible outcomes and make better decisions for their farms. You know, when we originally started the company um, over eight years ago, we were actually trying to provide... um, a solution to the problem that growers face as it relates to the weather. So we were actually running um, large-scale simulations of the weather. We built weather monitoring technologies, and then we provided these insurance products uh, that supplemented federal crop insurance to help growers protect against adverse weather events that would cause some loss. And in order to make those products work better over time, we had to develop a deeper and deeper understanding of the agronomic impact that different weather events had on a farmer operation. So we began to build models that allowed us to better understand the environmental conditions, for example, soil moisture, soil temperature. Um, and then we began to build yield models that allowed us to estimate the yield impact of different weather events and different circumstances. And over time, we also took as an input the farming practices, so the farmer could tell us more about what they were doing on the field, and those models would be more accurate. And what we realized was that a lot of farmers were trying to use our services just to get a better insight into what's happening on their field, or to try and reverse into what is the best decision I can make on the field based upon what the model would predict would happen. So we began offering Climate Basic and Climate Pro as a service called Climate.com, just on a website. And we had many growers have a significant amount of interest in this service. So um, we eventually in- grew our operation to offer not just the insurance product, but also these products that help farmers improve the outcome in their operations, give them advice, give them insight, give them recommendations about things that might drive outcomes on the field that could be very different than what they would otherwise be doing. A lot of discussion about big data. Big data is uh, uh, the sum of a lot of little data, and it sounds like the work that you have done to this point is gathering a, a lot of factual points of information to grow into to, to data that, that you can manipulate and understand more about what's going on. That's right. Um, and it's not just, you know, a lot of, a lot of the conversation uh, amongst farmer groups and amongst farmers has been around the farmer's data. And that's not even the tip of the iceberg of what we utilize to try and build the engines and build the tools that can ultimately provide insights and make recommendations to farmers. So farmers' data, there's a lot of it. There's more of it as time goes on. But there's also an incredible amount of environmental data, remotely observed data, field trial data, field test data, 
This data set allows us to look at what's happened in the past, look at the different interactions between genetics, the environment, and farming practices, and build what we call predictive models. That's the preponderance of the data that we're talking about. And then a farmer shares some information about his operation, and those models that were built off of all those other data sets can make a recommendation or provide some insight back to that farmer. Over time, we're seeing that there's more and more data being generated on the farm. And as farmers share that data, they're going to start to get value back because all of this historical data has been used to create models, to create an understanding of what different decisions might result in on the field. And so we're really trying to encourage farmers to take advantage of these services, and that's why we've offered Climate Basic for free. Farmers can get detailed insight into what's happening with environmental conditions on their field, to look at growth stages, to look at soil moisture, to look at soil temperature, to get projected yield estimates. Those services we're providing as a way to get farmers comfortable, to get them to understand that these services do provide value, that they can trust and utilize these services, and when they put some information in, they're getting significant amounts of value back. And we've also tried to make sure that the work that we're doing, we're being really clear with farmers on data use and privacy. We do not use farmers' data in any way other than to give them the service that they're signing up for and subscribing to. We give farmers complete control over their data. So if they choose to delete their data from our accounts, it's gone forever. If they don't want to have their data sit in our systems, they can move it to any other system for free. We don't charge them to put data in, to store it, or to take data out. So we're really trying to remove all the friction and the concern that folks naturally will have as they're generating a new thing on their farm called data, and they're trying to figure out, should I share this? Should I use it? And what we're saying is, look, it's entirely up to you. But as we're making it really frictionless, and as you start to use it, you'll start to see value come back. When I think about this relationship now between the Climate Corporation and Monsanto, it's an acquisition. How did that change the objective, or how does that enhance the objective of where you want to be and what you want to do? Monsanto gives us um, a couple of uh, really interesting things that we didn't have as a standalone company. They give us resources. So that's cash and, um, and experience and research data. So Monsanto has the richest field trial data set that exists in the industry today. We've seen it. We've heard about all the other data sets that are out there. The thing that got us most excited when we first started talking to Monsanto is just the incredible breadth and depth of field testing that they do as an organization. So they have a, a deep data set that can show us each hybrid's interaction under different environmental conditions, with different soil conditions, with different farming practices in different geographic locations. Those data sets allow us to be more predictive and more accurate when we can make a recommendation back to a grower. And that gives us a unique advantage. That was really exciting. Also, cash. I mean, they have an incredible uh, business. They have an incredible balance sheet, and they're willing to invest in our organization over time becoming a very large contributor to the overall operation, and they're willing to make that investment today. So we're scaling up our business. We're trying to be very aggressive with respect to how many acres we can get to adopt our free service and start to utilize the technology that we're putting out there, and they're willing to make that investment, and that's really exciting. And then reach. I mean, no one has an ability to get uh, retailers and, and farmers to pay attention like Monsanto. So as a standalone company, we would probably have a, a booth at the Farm Progress Show that might be 20 by 20 feet. And with Monsanto, we have a position right next to their tent here that's several acres in size, and we really have the ability to make an impact. And so that, that, that's what it brings to the table. Now, does it change our objectives? 
Absolutely not. Is that easy for people to believe? Absolutely not. So, um, so we're trying to be really clear about where the lines are with people and be very transparent about that. How do you see the face of farming change yeah. with, with all of the data that's available, with the products that you offer, with the relationship with seed companies? How do you see farming changing based on data and, and, and the ability to look both back and ahead? Yeah. I think... Um, in 10 years, hopefully, if we do our job right, no farmer is going to talk about data. It's not going to be a word that comes out. The reason we're talking about it is because there's a lot of data coming out of all these systems and tools, and no one knows what to do with it. If we can make it seamless and simple and integrated into a farming operation, you don't need to have that conversation. I guarantee you, remember 10 years ago, everyone was talking about the speed of their Internet connection? No one talks about that anymore. Because the speed of your internet connection isn't something that you have to differentiate on. It's just it's everyone's got fast internet now. And I think that's where we're going to be headed in agriculture. You're not going to be talking about where's all this data going because I've got all this data coming out of machines. I don't know what to do with it. If we do a good job, it's going to be seamless and it's going to be an integrated part of every farmer's operating experience. Now, how's it going to change things? If you go to a farmer today and you ask him that question, why did you make this decision? There will be some combination of, well, I know my field. I have a good gut check on this one. This is what I've done in the past. And that's not necessarily wrong at all. But it could be enhanced with some insights about what different decisions might mean on the field. And then that farmer can make a more informed analytical decision based upon an understanding of predictive models and what they've shown us what happened in the past and showing us what we're projecting what happened now and using that as another input to help them guide their operation. It's almost like, uh, you know, Michael Lewis in that book Moneyball talked about when there were all the, uh, the coaches and, and the scouts and they would look at a guy's arm and they would say he looks like a pretty good pitcher and we should probably play him. And, you know, over time the statistician guy came in and the statistician guy said, well, look, we can do that, plus we can start to add on analytical understanding with all of this data that we have coming out of, and no one has more data than baseball. So he said, let's start to use some of these analytical capabilities on top of how we're currently operating, and it fundamentally changed baseball. And that doesn't mean scouts don't have a job, and that doesn't mean the coaches don't have a job, but they're now better at their jobs with these new tools. And so we're hoping to become an integrated part of a farmer's operation. And that means making it simple, not having to ask a farmer to become an IT manager and go and get a bunch of drives and figure out how to transform stuff and buy different software tools and so on. We really want to deliver a very simple, integrated service that can fit into his operation in a seamless way. And then that farmer can get better insights, and that can help guide his decision-making on the farm. Years ago, I might have gone to yield trials all across the area. I would have kept track of numbers. I would have seen the top fives. I would have seen what soil types were there. I would have, I would have tried to make the best decision with regard to variety and, or, or crop selection choice. Now I may be doing and making those same decisions with a company representative. I would have data. I will have data from my farm of when I planted, what I, uh, what I produced, and, and, and nutrient. I would have all the information that would have been input from there. So how does Climate Corp, in working with you, change those basic decisions that still must be made but give me better insight and better direction yeah. for what I might expect? That's a great question. So let's, let's take your, your exact example. You have lots of field trial data. Now, how do you know which field trial data to trust? One of them was in a good weather year. One of them was in a bad weather year. Was the row spacing correct in this one? What was the seed spacing? What was the other farming practices that were incorporated with this data set? So you could look at those field trial data sets, and you're still applying a whole lot of guesswork when you're trying to make a decision about what to do next season. What we do is we try and be more analytical. So if we take hundreds of field trial data sets or tens of thousands or millions of data sets 
and combine them together, you can build what are called predictive models. And that means that our technology allows us to predict what would happen with the different combinations of genetics, environment, meaning soil conditions and weather conditions, and farming practices. And based upon any combination of those three things, here's what would happen. And if you want to hold two of them constant and say, for example, change just your, uh, your planting population, well, now the planting population can be adjusted, and you can see where different yield curves would result based upon a particular hybrid, or maybe you would get a recommendation on a different hybrid. So it really makes this tool much more comprehensive and capable than looking at field trial data set where there's still a lot of guesswork about trying to figure out which data was good, which data was bad, which one is appropriate for my operation, which one doesn't make any sense for my operation because my soil type is completely different, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. So field trials, that's a, that's a, that's a good piece of data. But it's only one part of the equation. It needs to go into a system that uses this new, te this new technology capability called data science, where we take lots and lots of data, we apply computer science, statistics, and agronomic science to really try and build a better prediction that's more comprehensive of all the different factors that are going to drive farming outcomes. So how does this science, how does this new face of agriculture change risk management? How could it change commodity programs and crop insurance and all the other things that are there today? If we can build models that can give us insight, does it also change policy that we use? That's a tough question. I think that's, that's a ways out. Hopefully what will happen, and this is just generally true of any new technology coming into agriculture, farmers are going to have improved yields and decreased variability in yields. The more you can do that, the cheaper your insurance program should be, the less money you should be spending on having to hedge out volatility. And so over time, if the results are realized in the field, the cost of insuring oneself should come down. But again, I think that it's early days and we still have a ways to go before that becomes a reality. For folks who haven't heard of the Climate Corporation before, what should they know and what should they expect, especially now in the relationship with Monsanto? So um, most importantly, uh, and, and this is going to take some time, we recognize we have to earn the trust of farmers. And so we're working really hard to do that. We're being very transparent about our data use and privacy principles. We've published them at climate.com slash principles, and anyone can go and view them, and they're legally binding because they're in all of our terms of service. Um, we're also operating in a way that over time, Monsanto wants to see us, and folks have to recognize that this is a good decision for Monsanto to believe it, Monsanto wants to see us reach a larger footprint than just Monsanto's seed footprint. Monsanto's seed footprint is sizable, but it's not the whole market opportunity for what we're trying to do. So Monsanto is really trying to create a distinction between our organization and their organization. None of our data flows over to Monsanto. None of our data is available to their sales team or their research teams. Again, that's all very clear in our data use and privacy policy. It's legally binding, and anyone can go and read it. Over time, what we hope to do is to reach a much larger footprint than Monsanto is providing service on, because we can provide insights into um, farming operations that include crops like winter wheat, where Monsanto doesn't have any sort of a seed footprint today. And so Monsanto recognizes that opportunity, and they're really trying to see us become a new business within the Monsanto group, where we can use their resources, their cash and their reach and their agronomic expertise and their field trial data, but where we're not influenced by the outcome on their seed and trade side of the business. And so we're not trying to help Monsanto sell more seed. What we're trying to do is build a new business. And as a Monsanto shareholder, folks recognize that that's probably the smarter move than just trying to sell more seed. So we would, we would advance through all of those places and ask, is, is this going to be a domestic product, or can this go global? We absolutely have... Um, aspirations to be global. And uh, we have a, a small team already working 
in South America. So we're doing some product development down there. And the Climate Corporation organization is now unified with the Precision Planting organization and the Field Scripts team. And so the, we all operate as one team. We already have product development and sales going on in South America with Precision Planting. So we're already developing a footprint and an understanding of the, the farmers' needs down there and where there might be opportunities to start to bring some of our climate services into that marketplace. Um, it's not going to happen in the next six to nine months, despite what Monsanto's uh, shareholders would love to see happen. <laughs> so it'll take us some time to get there, but we're, uh, we're still learning. David Friedberg says with the reduced cost of sensor technology, data storage, and transfer, farmers will see a transformation in their ability to gather and analyze data that will revolutionize the way they manage their farming operations. AgriPulse Open Mic is brought to you by NCIS, the crop insurance industry. NCIS provides the primary safety net for millions of acres of cropland and hundreds of commodities across the U.S., enabling farmers to supply our country with food and fiber year after year. For AgriPulse, I'm Jeff Dowling.